Hello, party people. This is the Just Ideas podcast. My name's Andy. I'm with Andy, and these are Just Ideas. In today's episode, we talk about the famous junk finger test, why traveling to Arizona may be hazardous, and if you ever get caught naked in public, hope for a full bladder. Mr. McIntyre and her son are driving along the road one day. And Mr. McIntyre is reminiscing on a moment, and he says, Son, I want you to listen to this story and be extra careful when you drive. You see, not too long ago, I was driving down this same street, and I saw this nice lady ram into the back of this guy's truck. And he gets out of his truck all mad, goes up to her, and as she's rolling her windows up, he grabs her little purse dog, the seat next to her, and he chucks it into the road. And Mr. McIntyre says to his son, Isn't that awful? And his son goes, Yeah, Dad, that is awful. What do you think? Well, of course it's awful. But the first thing that pops into my head is she shouldn't have run into the back of that guy. (laughs) And what I am going to – our topic today is the junk finger test. The famous junk finger test. And the junk finger is is, – we're not even supposed to tell anybody what it's about yet, but it's going to come back to this story. So the junk finger test is like one of those um, things in the old days. You'd get a magazine and ask you a bunch of questions, and then you score it. And you learn something about yourself. So the junk okay. finger test is I'm going to ask seven questions, and uh, you can give me the answers. And we don't even know what's going on, and people will figure it out as we go along. And then once we finish the test, I'll explain what a junk finger is, and we can score it for people out there listening, and they can get their, their junk finger score. Okay, I so got So that's my, what we're doing. Well, I got my pen and pad, so maybe if you're listening at home, grab your pen and pad. You can do the junk finger with me. Question one. Question one. How many tattoos do you have? (laughs) Okay. Count them up. Write it down. Question two. Traffic problems. How many parking tickets, speeding tickets, other tickets, and traffic accidents? And you may ask, does it have to be my fault? And the answer is, doesn't have to be your fault. In class, some kid raised his hand and said, well, I was, I, I was driving kind of fast and it was wet and I, and I, and I lost control and like, flew into a ditch. Is that an accident? And I said, well, did you do it on purpose? So like <laughs> anything that happens, that, 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 that's an accident. And if someone hits you, still write it down. So okay. we're going to assume everybody's keeping up with us. So it's parking tickets, speeding tickets, other tickets, and traffic accidents. Question three. Brushes with the law. Here we need you to write down how many times have you been arrested for, ticketed for, or charged with. So if you were later found to be not guilty or you negotiated we're out of it, we don't care. We want to know. Charged with, arrested, um, or ticketed for, public drunk. How many times? Add it up. DUI, DWI, something of that nature. Once again, add it up. How many misdemeanors? How many felonies? And in fifth, have you ever been ticketed for, arrested, or charged with uh, being naked in public, which I believe they call indecent exposure? So I realize that's carried up above, but we're breaking it out for a particular reason. Now, to be clear, not have you ever been naked in public, (laughs) but have uh, have you ever been ticketed for, et cetera? Question four. Which of the following best describes your sex life? So this is a multiple choice question. Um, Here comes your multiple choice answers. A is none. B is I'm the only one there. (laughs) C is safe sex or monogamy. And D would be unsafe sex or promiscuity. Got it. Question five. How would you describe your promptness? Multiple choice again. Usually early or on time. B, sometimes only one or two minutes late. 
C is sometimes late, and D is cannot be on time if my life depends on it. Oh, no. Question six. What time do you usually get up in the morning uh, during the week? Uh, A, a multiple choice. A would be before 7 a.m. B would be 7 to 8. C would be 8 to 9. D would be 9 to 10. E would be after 10. And then there's F, which is significantly different times. (laughs) And then uh, question seven, last one. Here's some uh, phraseology. Which of the following phrases do you agree with, have you said, do you subscribe to? Sure. Here comes the first one. So you, you you would put a check mark. Uh, for each of these sentences you agree with. One is, uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. The next one is, bad things happen to good people. The next one is, everything happens for a reason. The next one is, it's the government's fault. <laughs> and then the last one is, my friend is a bad influence on me. <laughs> oh, so God. these are, that. so that's the junk finger test right there. All right. And let me tell you um, where I got the, and I've been doing this, Probably for over 30 years. Wow, and of long. all the things I've done on, on campus, I hear more about the junk finger test than anything else over the years. And um, Not so. Good things or bad things, just. Things. They remember it, right? They <laughs> okay, remember it sure. and it resonates with them. And, what, you know, I think what we're trying to do, you know, with the podcast is we say things that stick with people, um, yeah. you know, for either understanding life or, or helping you out or whatever our, our purpose is here. <laughs> but um, so the, um, here's the thing. I don't, now, I don't know if, if, you've, uh, if you've ever been to rehab, but if, if you do go to rehab, you'll notice that um, a lot of the people working there have been through rehab. Oh, okay. Because it's hard. You can imagine that, right? It's hard to help other people through the experience if you haven't been through that yeah, yourself. Yeah, you need that empathy probably. Right. So as you might imagine, I was a junk finger. <laughs> which is how I came up with this idea for the junk finger test. So now, the you junk have finger, the empathy. Uh, yeah, hopefully I'm reformed. But the, uh, the junk finger is a person who everything they touch turns to junk. So right. the opposite of the Midas touch, then. Exactly so, okay. right? The Midas, everything turns to gold, right? Yeah. And this is everything turns to junk. <laughs> and every family has some uh, junk fingers in it. And the example would be you got a big family, you know, lots of cousins, aunts, uncles, and there's grandpa who's got like a 20-year-old pickup truck. It's got 280,000 miles on it, keeps it out, you know, in his country house, and uh, everyone in the family borrows it. Oh, yeah. Right? And everybody just uses it for whatever. And you know there's like one nephew when he borrows it, that's when the tranny falls out, right? And it's he's the one with the bad luck. He's the one who uh, who gets caught. If people listen to Factory Phil, and I don't know if you remember, but in Factory Phil, did we talk about how there was the fight and uh, he was the only one who got arrested, or did we skip that part? Oh, I think we might have skipped that part. So Factory Phil... Um, if you've heard the previous podcast, if you shouldn't, you should stop this one right now and go back and listen. <laughs> Number 14. Uh, yeah. So, um, so Factory Phil was in his house, and there was he used to live in a house across from Eskimo Joe's. Okay. And there was a big brawl after Eskimo Joe's closed. They, they spilled out into the street. People are punching each other. Oh, the police are called. Right, and the police, you know, send a few squad cars to break things up, and uh, you know they, they disperse the crowd. And uh, one of the police officers tells Factory Phil, um, you, "You need you need to leave." And Factory Phil said, "Well, this this is my house," and he's like, "Well, then go into your house, yeah. right? Because we're dispersing the crowd." Get off the street. And Factory Phil said, "Well, this is my yard, <laughs> and you don't have the right to tell me." To, to stay off of my yard because I'm the tenant here. So Factory Phil got arrested. Oh, in right? his own yard. So think, in his own yard. So think about this. 
everybody fighting, no one got arrested. Everyone drunk and disorderly, public drunk, nobody got arrested. <laughs> Only Factory Phil got arrested. It's a junk finger kind of a thing. Right? Okay. That's, that's, the, that's the junk finger thing. The bad things happen to you. So obviously, uh, so I'll tell you how I came to know that I was a junk finger. It was during, uh, I think, junior year of college. And here's a junk finger thing. Okay. To, um, I took freshman psychology because I had become, it be, I'd become known that there was this cute girl named Kelly who's going to be in the class. And I went to small liberal arts school, so I'll take psychology <laughs> and uh, meet Kelly. So, of course, at no time in the story will I ever have a no, meaningful exchange not. with Kelly. Of course not. But I'm in psychology, and it's killing me. It's like a kit class, <laughs> which means there's 20 points by doing different things. And, um, you know, you get 18 or better, you get an A, 16 or better, you get a B, et cetera. So the class has got about two weeks to go. I got, I don't know, five or six points. You've got this, um, you're supposed to train a rat. <laughs> I wasn't wild about touching the rat. No, of course. I wasn't all that organized. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, but I, did, I, I probably didn't feed it as much as I should, and I feel guilty to this day. This is a very old reference, but some people might get it. But there was this hunger striker, I think, in Ireland named Bobby Sands. Yeah, and we named my rat Bobby Sands because we kept forgetting to feed him. Oh, my so God. it was horrible. <laughs> so in any event, the point of the story is I am mathematically eliminated from passing the class. Oh, you're done. So I'm going to go drop the class. And my father throws this big rant about how I cannot drop a class. So then I, I trudge on, you know. Even though you're mathematically I'm Mathematically eliminated. I'm trying to figure Cooked. out what, what, I, what I'm going to do. Um, and then um, – and then I'm walking to class behind uh, behind Kelly, and I'm not stalking her, because <laughs> to be, be clear, careful. well, to be clear, stalking hadn't been invented back then. Nobody oh, thought of it. Right. And second of all, it's a very small campus. Of course, we're all walking to the same place. So um, Kelly um, stops walking, and uh, I'm daydreaming, and I walk <laughs> into the back of her, get very embarrassed. I kind of turn sideways, mumble, "Excuse me." Yeah, bright um, red. And I, I I kept walking. And the reason she'd stopped walking is because we'd come to a street and a car was coming. So basically, I sort of walked She's out in front of the, the car, street. in front of a car. And what I'd like to tell you, Andy, is that that car hit me at about 30 miles an hour, flipped me up in the air, and somehow I landed on my feet. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not what happened. Never. What happened was the car screeched, did not hit me. But the shock of seeing it did cause me to go down. <laughs> oh. And then uh, Kelly just, like, walks on. Doesn't, doesn't oh, even, terrible. I know. Shame on Kelly. I know. Well, it was rather pathetic. So I claim while I was lying there, the epiphany came to me, I'm a junk finger. Right? I get myself into all of my own situations, and that is the punchline of the, the, the junk finger test. The big idea is, and the thing about that, that started this story with McIntyre and the dog is, like, we do something and then something happens. Yeah. So my credo became, after I was lying on the street there, my credo became, if you don't want to fall in the Grand Canyon, don't go to Arizona. <laughs> so sure. Grand Canyon is the bad thing that happens. Yeah. And obviously the Grand Canyon's in Arizona, so you don't put yourself in the position for the bad thing to happen. So don't want to get a speeding ticket? Don't speed. Don't want to bounce a check? Don't write the check today and cover it tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Right? My friend, uh, one of my good friends from college, um, got married right after college. And the uh, night before his wedding, he says, you know, guys, I'm, I'm really young. I'm going to live a long time. I sure hope I can be faithful to my wife. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> I said, that's an admirable goal. 
and right? surely it is. It is. I said, you know, if you don't want to cheat on your wife, you know, if you don't want to go to, if you don't want to fall in the Grand Canyon, don't, don't go to Arizona. Arizona. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know what you mean. I'm like, falling in the Grand Canyon, bad thing. Cheating on your wife, don't go to Arizona. He's like, I still don't get it. I didn't see this as a good thing. <laughs> so I said, here's the thing. If you, don't, if you don't want to cheat on your wife, don't get drunk and get in a hot tub filled with naked ladies. Because right? what happens is you wake up at the bad, bottom of the Grand Canyon, bad luck, not really. Right? What we do, right? you say to yourself, well, I'll get in the tub and not do anything. But if you're not going to do anything, you don't need to get in the tub. Sure. So people put themselves in a the position for the bad thing to happen, and that's what going to the Grand Canyon actually means. That's what these junk fingers are doing. Right. So let's go back and grade the thing. Okay. And between the two of us, we'll clarify the point of why you get junk finger points. So let's start with tattoo. This is going to be... A moral outrage, right? People are like, what, what does this have to do with anything? So let me ask you, Andy, why do you think I'm giving five points for your first tattoo and then another ten points for each tattoo after that? You notice the first one's cheaper. You know, I get one tattoo, all right, take five points. But ten points for each one after that. So, so surely I don't want points here. Yeah, it's like golf. Points okay. are bad. Right? Points, points are, bad. are pointing you towards some amount of points are going to have you declared a junk finger. <laughs> so why do you think it is that uh, having a tattoo gets you points? Well, I'm thinking about it, and I think the two people that get tattoos are ones that really are interested in the art, and the number two, they think, that's a good idea, and they do it out of impulse. Yeah, I think it's on, you know, and of course we've got to make gross generalities, right, which isn't fair, do. but generally, yep. um, people who get, you know, a tattoo is an impulsive yeah. decision, and people don't realize... It lasts forever, <laughs> and you th- and they tend to be people who live in the moment. If you live in the moment, you know you're you're probably more likely to get go, yourself. You know, go to the Grand Canyon is, yeah. is what we're um, get a butterfly on your yeah. Back. What we're what we're thinking there. Yeah. So um, two traffic problems, parking tickets, three points for your first one. This is of course a big thing on campus. I think people in the real world may not have this problem, <laughs> but uh, parking tickets are um, three points for your first one, five points for your second one. And then 10 points for each one after that. You're killing so if you me. have three, you're like at 18 points. You're absolutely And uh, here's the thing. We, um, we asked uh, students, uh, what are the, what's the cause of uh, parking tickets? Uh, number one answer was bad luck. <laughs> number two answer was stupid parking rules. Number three was Gestapo police force, right? So what we are arguing here with a junk finger test is not only the number one cause, but the only cause would be parking in a no parking zone, right? So it's not that you've had bad luck, it's that you parked in a no parking zone. Well, that and the communist police force giving us these tickets. Yeah, Gestapo, but yeah, whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to call them. So speeding tickets, it's the same thing, right? Five points for the first one, 10 points, uh, and 10 points for each speeding ticket after, um, after that. Because speeding, t- you know, if you don't want to speed, if you don't get a speeding ticket, don't speed. Um, any other tickets, five for the first one, ten for, the sa- for each one after that. Traffic accidents, here's the thing. It doesn't really matter whether it's your fault or not. You have to assume the road is crawling with junk fingers, and you try to drive your car defensively, yeah. which means even if the moron isn't paying attention, they're not going to hit me. Come to a four-way intersection, you know, you slow down and get your head on a swivel. You don't assume the light's green, nobody's going. going. Yeah, so we're going to give you uh, five points for your first accident and ten points for each accident after that. Okay. Question three, brushes with the law. <laughs> Public drunk, 21 points. Fitting. fitting Once number. again, this is factory fill. What's the ratio of being drunk in public 
to how many times you get run up for it. Run up for it. Tell you what, I know a lot of people drunk in public that never get caught up in it. I'll bet it's something like it's thousands to one. Yeah. But right? there's thousands of people who are drunk in public for every one moron who gets rung up. It's like, <laughs> how do you get run up? You get rung up when you're in Arizona, banging on a stop sign, right? That's how Screaming, <laughs> you know, having the container with you. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's junk finger behavior. DUI, DWI, um, you know, very serious is 41 points. Obviously, you can, you know, do a lot of harm and damage. Don't even, like, think about it. Misdemeanors are 21 points. Felonies, 41 points. Yeah. And the thing about, um, about a felony is the modern world takes everything seriously. Yeah. So in old days, nobody paid attention. So um, in the modern world, if you get a felony... There's a lot of jobs you can't get. Here's a sad story, and it's an old story, but it's the world got serious around 9/11, I think, before the you know kind of technology and 9/11 took over at the same time. Um, but this this woman was a was a truck driver, and she was in her early 40s. And after 9/11, they start they're like, hey, we got to do background checks on our truck drivers. Yeah. She was driving. Had a very good salary driving from uh, Washington over the border into Canada back and forth. Yeah, pretty and good And they, they did a, they did a good, very good money for a truck driver. Very good job security, home every night, great job. And uh, the background check turns out when she was 19, her boyfriend was bringing marijuana in from Mexico. They got rung up at the border, bam, fired from her job. So she wow. had the job for 20 years. They found the felony charge, bam, she's out. Dang. Right? Yeah. And so it's not, and I mean, there's a lot of things. You can't be an electrologist. You know what an electrologist is? <laughs> I have no idea. A person who is. removes hair from the human body. Oh, very You can't fun. be a licensed electrologist in Oklahoma if you've had a felony conviction. And there's lots of jobs you can't have with a felony conviction. So I'm not trying to be a moralizer. You know, I'm not trying to be a moralizer. Here's what I would say. If you t- so I, I try to help people w- with our podcast. So and, w- and somehow we're going to have to take questions. I don't know if we're doing that or not. But someone someone sends in a question. Hey, I'm I'm thinking of uh, starting to cook meth. There's a lot of money in meth. <laughs> and what I would say is, well, you know, it, there there is probably I don't know. But um, here's the thing I would advise: don't get a partner. No partners right? in meth. Because whoever your partner is going to be is going to be a moron, and they will bring you down. Right? I swear now, you've seen Breaking Bad. That's what you're saying. Well, but but, but, but all criminal, right? All criminal activity ends with the moron getting everybody else in trouble. So unless you're going to do it yourself. So what you want to do is you want to go to Arkansas because I think they sell the mobile homes with the meth lab already in it, right? (laughs) Tow it back to Oklahoma, start cooking by yourself. But the thing is you got to know is if you get caught... It's a felony, right? It stays with you forever. Your, your, your legitimate employment is diminished dramatically and, most importantly, can't be an electrologist. Well, that might change soon, not to deviate too much, but that might change where they uh, take a, a felony charge with drugs and make it a misdemeanor. Something to yeah, something tells me cooking meth is is always going to remain a felony. So? <laughs> I think it probably is. Now, naked in public, right? That was... Uh, I just think that's funny, so it's minus five. Minus five. If you were ever charged or arrested for, for being naked in public. Again, not if you've been naked in public. We've all been naked in public. But if you've been charged with it, it's, uh, it's minus five. So um, here's the thing. Do you know being naked in public in Oklahoma is a felony? In decent exposure. No, that's, it's a felony. that's pretty radical for so, being naked. So think about this. You, you get like a six-ton pickup truck. Uh-huh. You drive through a school zone with blood alcohol level of twice the limit. During recess, if that's your first offense, that's a misdemeanor. What? But if you're naked in public, that's a felony. Jeez. So here's some legal advice, though. 
if uh, peeing in public is only a misdemeanor. Oh, no. So if you're naked in public and the police start to chase you, just stop, <laughs> start peeing, oh, and it drops from a felony to a misdemeanor. Oh, gee. And it can happen to these OSU students because there is a bit of a Gestapo um, police force. Yeah. My, um, my, my thought on them is, um, is if you see you know, an OSU police car with its uh, siren on you know, go, go, going this way, it's either, um, you know, pursuing a sophomore with a six-pack or running away from a serious crime. That would be, <laughs> that would be my assessment. And I, I have an urge to run from the police before I retire. Yeah. I, I, it's stupid. But um, I, I, have an ur- I, just, I have authority issues, and I, I think I may give it a try. Anyway, this is, I'm digressing. Uh, so let's go on. Uh, which, which of the following best describes your sex life? Now, again, with, with the meth lab, the point is, if you want to cook meth, I wanted to give you advice. My two-piece advice are don't get a helper and consider how rough your life's going to be if you get caught. Yep. Right? And, but, you know, it's your life. Do it. So sex-wise, um, you know, our answers were A is none, zero points. Uh, I'm the only one there. I appreciate your honesty, minus five. <laughs> Safe sex or monogamy, again, no value judgment, zero. But unsafe sex or promiscuity, 21, because, you know, you don't get, um, you know, things don't happen randomly. Things happen based on the decisions that we uh, make. Certainly. Five, how would you uh, describe your uh, promptness? Uh, If you're usually earlier on time, that's a zero, of course. Uh If you're uh, usually only one or two minutes late, that's 10. Kind of severe, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Uh, usually late is seven. Seven, okay. And then can't be on time if my life depends on it, that's 15. <laughs> so, of course, things in life, right? Bad things happen when you're late. You get fired, you get a bad reputation. It's you important. miss the, you know, the, the professor says the test is moved in the first two minutes of class. You show up three minutes of class, you you're out. It. Yeah, you missed the answer, right. <laughs> so what you're probably asking me is uh, how come usually only one or two minutes late is 10 points, but usually late is seven? Because yeah, usually late sounds worse. Can you figure it out? I think it's because if you say you're only one or two minutes late, you're probably not just one or two minutes late. You're probably just late all the time. Excellent so analysis. Points for honesty there. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> not, denial. Oh, denial. Right? That denial. Works too. Like, what is the biggest problem with a junk finger? They don't understand they're a junk finger. Yeah. Right? That's what the <laughs> that's what the problem is. Of course. Um, so. If you admit it, right, admitting the problem is half the way there. So if you're usually only one or two minutes late, you're usually late trying to make it sound better. <laughs> sure. We're going to ring you up for some extra points. All right, what time do you usually get up? If you get up, uh, uh, this, this is student time because I know if you're listening to this in the real world, it's different. But, boy, before 7 o'clock, that's minus 5. Uh, even 7 to 8, I'm going to give you minus 5. 8 to 9, 0. That's pretty lax, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and 9 to 10, 5 points, 10 o'clock or later, 10. And if you – different times just screws up your system, makes you tired, that's 12 points. So it's minus 5, minus 5, 0, 5, 10, 12. Here comes the last one. Um, do I agree with any of these? Um, all these are horrible expressions, right? <laughs> it is what it is. It isn't what it is. It is what we want it to be, ah. right? Like, oh, I got arrested. It is what it is. No, not really. <laughs> you were speeding. You were running naked in public, right? You were, right? You know, you, you wake up with a sexually transmitted disease. It is what it is. Not really. <laughs> we can trace it back to your behavior. I hope no one's that being a about their Oh, disease. You, yeah, I don't know. I can Ugh. only worry. Bad things happen to good people. No, it doesn't. <laughs> bad things happen when you make bone. Bad things happen in Arizona, right? Yeah, now, now, maybe 
be one out of a thousand is um, you know, bad thing. I mean, there's a little bit of bad luck there, sure. but most of it can be traced to things that happens to you. Everything happens for a reason. Well, everything does happen for a reason, but that's not what those people mean. Never. They're like, oh, everything happens for a reason. No, not really. You have been engaged in boneheaded behavior, and that's why the the, the horrible thing happened, uh, blaming the government. So each of these phrases you believe in is five points each. It's the government's <laughs> fault. Come on. The government is not coming for you. The government's not trying to trick you. It's, it's you blaming the government. My friend is a bad influence on me. Fair enough. But picking bad friends. That's on you. It's going to Arizona, right? <laughs> you know, if your friend has two felony convictions— you need a new friend, right? So you add, well, everyone needs to add up their score, okay. and we're, we're not going to give them time to add it up because, no. um, you know, they can stop the podcast if they want. But, but here, here's the thing. If you're out there listening and, and you have reached for a calculator to help you add your score, <laughs> another five points, <laughs> right? Your, your score should be—you should either want to use your brain Man. or you shouldn't have so many numbers. You but if you use the calculator—I do get them coming and going. Okay, so here we go. Here's the score. If you have any negative number, and I guess if you're, um, you know, if you if you get up early and you're involved in self-flagellation, you could <laughs> you could have a low number. But any minus number up to twenty points, right? Nobody's perfect. Life's not perfect. Sure. We're we're going to call that no problem. No Anywhere problem. from a minus number to twenty. Twenty-one to forty. This is the suspect area. Suspect. And a suspect means you're not a junk finger. But you're in the warning zone. So it's like you're living a life of yellow. Gotcha. Right? gotcha. You need to start paying attention to what you're doing because you're about one trip to Arizona away from being a junk finger is where we see you. And then if your score is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 41 to 70. Uh-oh. 41 to 70, you're a junk finger. Junk finger, bam, there it is. Yeah, there you are. And uh, I know what some of you are thinking, what, what if I got over 70? And the answer is, don't touch me or my stuff. Right? That's, <laughs> that's what the answer is. Because you are, yeah, you are an absolute uh, mess. So over the years, here's a couple of funny things about life. I've been doing this in class l- literally 30 years. And the thing that's funny is um, the people who score high think it's damn funny. <laughs> like, they'll put their hand up. Like We're like, who's got the most? They'll do it. Yeah. Right? Now, you know, some of these things I say, we always want to edit them out, and then we can't edit them out. So it's always going through my brain, should I say it or not? But, um, you, know, if, if, um, you know, if you're male and, and you're, you're, you know, your score's, you know, mowing up over 100, like, you're, you're going to be arrested. That, that's what the answer is, right? Well, if I think you at haven't that point been, been arrested. You're going to be. If... Um, and this is one of those things we might have to edit out, but of course we can't, so it'll stay in. But like if you're female and your score is over 100, you could be impregnated without actually having sex. Just somehow you sit on the chair that somebody sat on and you'll become pregnant, assuming you don't want to. So is that too much? <laughs> I've just no comment on okay, that. Yeah. yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like the bad luck just comes, right? From, sure. from you know, somehow it, it materializes. So over the, the record was actually over 400 points. That's impossible. And it's not impossible. Dude had quite a few tattoos, and when he was 18, he ran away with his girlfriend, who might have been 16 or 17, and they drove to California, and he was charged with kidnapping at a minor in every state he drove through. 
so that's how that gosh. went. In addition to all the other behavior that goes along with that decision. And he admitted this in your class. Uh, in front of everyone, because the junk fingers, and, and the, here's the thing that would shock everybody, and I wish we could do this on video and do it live, but you ask, you know, how many people are 20 or less? Majority. Yeah. So, like, very few people are having these problems. This was a shock to me, because I'm lying in the street, right? Yeah. So... Very few people have this problem. Warning zone. So you go junk fingers, it's, you know, it's, it's 5% of people. Yeah. And what we're trying to do in this podcast is, A, let the 95 laugh because we understand that. Sure. And you're trying to get to 5% awareness. Like, do you realize the things that are messing up in your life all can be traced back to a decision you made? You went to, you went to Arizona. You fell in the Grand Canyon. You want to get out of the Grand Canyon, you got to stop going to Arizona. I don't want to be a preacher. I'm trying to be helpful because what I found is the 5% of people who, who find themselves down there are unaware of what the problem is. Like, it's a bad luck. It is what it is. Well, Everything hey, happens for a reason. <laughs> the government probably pushed them in the Grand Canyon, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, I think... Just to what you said was interesting is we're worried about the 5%, but really it's that suspect range, the people living in the yellow, that's interesting to me because it's like they got good enough a grip to, like, you know, make it through life without too much, you know, adver- or, like, daily adversity like the junk finger, I suppose. But they, they're the ones that seemingly make up a lot of excuses. They don't accept the blame. They say they're one to two minutes late, you know, all those things. So what can we do for these people in the yellow? Because that's really the group of interest to me. Well, the yellow, the, the yellow are the people with hope. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and you, you, the message goes to all of us. Yeah. Right. You you want to I mean, if you're if you're yellow, you've spent some time on the fringe of Arizona. <laughs> Maybe you've gone to Tucumcari. Is that, is that in Arizona? Uh, it's, it's southwest. It's, it's a good word. You could work into a sentence Tucumcari. anyway, whether it is or not. <laughs> um, so now. We could take a positive flip on this, but that's what, not what this podcast is about. This podcast <laughs> is you. just not nattering <laughs> nabobs of negativity. Oh, no. But you could flip it around and say, I don't know what the positive metaphor is going to be, but you can put yourself in a position for good things to happen. Yeah. And it's, the flip side is exactly the same. You put yourself in a position for good things to happen, good things will happen. Put yourself in a position for bad things to happen, as we've, I think, clearly illuminated, bad things are going to happen. I think you may be onto something there. Well, for Just Ideas, my name's Andy. That was Andy. See you next time.